G'day humans. A uh, bit of a different episode here. We will be talking uh, at some point about the lawsuit filed against Vince McMahon, John Laurinaitis, and the WWE itself. So if you don't want to listen to that this week, tune out, uh, tune back in next week, and uh, we'll speak to you then. Uh, we're going to play the intro here. Uh, so if you do listen with uh, younger children in a workplace somewhere in public, you can tune out now because uh, when we come back from the intro, I'm going to let you know what some of the topics in the lawsuit are, and they're pretty disgusting. So stay tuned for a moment, humans. G'day humans, I'm here with uh, Alex. How you going, Alex? I am <laughs> confused. <laughs> uh, just watched SmackDown not that long ago. We will discuss things, but I am very confused right now. I don't know how to feel. Yeah, yeah, it's it's uh, definitely a thing. Um, so before we get too far into it, uh, just a, a little bit of a trigger warning here, humans, about this... Uh, lawsuit that I mentioned off the top about um, Vince McMahon, John Laurinaitis and the WWE. Uh, at some point, we may randomly jump to uh, topics involving some of these people, which may include topics of uh, accused sexual trafficking, sexual assault and emotional abuse, aka coercive control. Uh, so if these are topics that you don't feel like listening to today, tune out and we'll talk to you again next time. If you do need help, as with every episode, there are Australian telephone numbers in the show notes below. Uh, if you do need help, reach out via there. All right. Uh, yeah, so it's it might not be a, uh, a pretty listen to listen back on. Uh, I thought we were just going to jump on, talk a bit about the Rumble, a couple of other things going on. Maybe those are New Japan matches in AEW, but uh, the new cycle had uh, different ideas, Alex. Yeah, uh, man, caught me off guard, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. I, I, so, full disclosure here, we've already recorded the Wazzies. Um, I wasn't aware to the extent of some of these allegations, and I don't think Alex was either because they broke on Australia Day. Most of the stuff came out via the actual lawsuit in Australia. Um, so we hadn't had a chance to read before the Wazzies. There's a couple of Vince impressions in the Wazzies. I've left those yeah, in shit. because there's no way to add around those. So that's already in the can. You may hear this first. You may hear this after the Wazzies, but I just want to put that disclaimer in there as well, humans. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so sort of timeline here, and I've got sort of the headlines here. Credit to uh, to Post Wrestling. They do great work. Has there been any other news outlets you've sort of been keeping an eye on of what's been going on? Uh, Fightful's always good. Um, but, yeah, mainly <laughs> it's it's Post is the best place to find your non-biased news, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's pretty good. Um so the first story coming 
the 25th, which would have been Australia Day here in Australia, the 25th over in the States and Canada, Vince McMahon accused of sex trafficking by former WWE employee. Now, earlier in the week, this has completely overshadowed everything earlier in the week. First of all, The Rock gets assigned to the TKO board and then WWE signs some massive deal with Netflix. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the timing of it all is very interesting. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Now, with... I haven't seen any confirmation of what's going to happen in regards to Foxtel slash binge KO. Uh, with the WWE Network, apparently their deal was for five years and that only started last year. So 23, 24, 25, 26, 27. If there's no out clause in that contract, 2028 would be the earliest uh, Aussie Netflix would get WWE. Of course, this all depending on backstage contracts and whatnot. Uh, anything really else you want to add to to The Rock joining the board or WWE Netflix deal. I mean, I, I mean, The Rock is the master of marketing, so I think that was a good appointment by the, by TKO. A hundred percent, a great great choice. He is a master of branding, marketing, all that sort of stuff, and he's got great contacts that can help launch the company into new stratospheres so yeah I, I think it's a great appointment by them yeah and is his seat on the board uh on the tko board which is like the parent company of ufc and wwe is his seat a wwe seat i'm not exactly sure of that i was under the impression that it was just for tko tko as a whole yeah yeah, that could be true too. Yeah. Um, so uh, where do we go from here? I mean, there's no easy way to get into it than to just jump into it. Uh, the allegations? Yes. Oh, uh, boy. Um, yeah, so again, this coming to us from uh, Correct Post Wrestling and Andrew Thompson there, who has done this article. Uh, quote, Vince McMahon accused of sex trafficking by former WWE employee uh, would later be named as Janelle Grant, who worked at the company from 2019, I believe it was, until 2022. Um, yeah, yeah, there's a, a lot of not nice things uh, that came out of this lawsuit. Did you happen to go back and read the lawsuit itself? I didn't read all of it. I read little bits here and there. Um, read a lot of uh, text message screenshots that were enclosed in this. Yep. Uh, fucking just disgusting, man. Yeah. Just disgusting. <clears throat> it's it's not nice. Um, yeah, I read through the entire article. Uh, I'm jumping forward here, but after the press conference and somebody says, no, they haven't read the article, the article's there online. I've gone and read it. (laughs) It is not nice. It is not a nice read-through, but... (sighs) I mean, if you... Yeah, go ahead. 
I mean, if you're a part of this board or whatever, if you're an executive, you kind of had to have read up on it. Yeah, we can get to that, I guess, shortly. Um, we'll probably go through a lot of this stuff and then close off on something positive like the actual pay-per-view itself. Um, yeah. Uh, I... <laughs> When they announced they were going to build the new WWE headquarters in Stanford before the sale, and it was going to be across the road, I was always vocal in the belief they should have turned Titan Towers into a physical Hall of Fame location. Yeah. After this week, just bulldoze the place to the fucking ground. Yeah. Bulldoze it, sanitize it, and then bulldoze it again. Fuck. Yeah, um yeah, gross. Uh, yeah, so without going into too much details, um following the actual explosiveness of those allegations that got leaked to the Wall Street Journal, uh TKO put out a press release themselves saying Mr. McMahon does not control TKO nor does he oversee day-to-day -day operations of WWE. Don't know how true that was when this statement was made. Well, yeah. this is a uh, this matter predates our TKO executive team's tenure at the company. We take Miss Green's horrific allegations very seriously and addressing these uh, addressing this matter internally. I should say, um, very different from a statement we'd get later that afternoon from Vince McMahon himself. Oh saying, yeah. Uh, Vince McMahon's spokesman says he'll vigorously defend himself against lawsuit allegations. Um, of course. Uh, this lawsuit is repute with lies, obs obscene made-up incidents that never occurred, and a vindictive distortion of the truth. He will vigorously defend himself. <laughs> um, have you watched... Rampage or Dynamite from this week because I've been very busy just uh, editing the Wazzies. Were the Bucks featured at all and have they shaved their pencil mustaches following this news? Um, I saw Dynamite. I'm pretty sure they had their mustaches and they're still doing that thing. Because the whole thing is they've come back as EVPs and it's just to spoof Vince, hence why they've got those mustaches. But look, nothing has been alleged against the Bucks. I just want to say that. I just want to say their appearance as EVPs uh, with the mustache, that's what it uh, brings up a uh, comparison to. Yeah, of course. Uh, so at this stage, Vince is saying he's not leaving and he's going to fight these false claims in his own words. And then Slim Jim announces that it's going to pull out of the WWE promotion for the Rumble. Yes, that's right. And I then, forgot about that. That feels like a long time ago, but it wasn't. Uh, what else do we have here? Janelle's grant uh, attorney speaks uh, saying, quote, she literally felt caged and imprisoned by Vince McMahon, unquote. We are just paraphrasing and taking select quotes from these articles. Post Wrestling has done a great job going through all this. Yeah, it's not nice to uh, to read through some of this stuff. No, no. 
following Miss Grant's attorney speaking, Vince McMahon resigns from all positions within TKO and WWE effective immediately. Um, this time he's actually gone for good. There's no way he can come back. Oh man, Jesus Christ. Um, yeah, he can't come back. He never will. Um, oh, this whole thing, like you knew he was scummy, but come on now. Uh, like I have listened to other outlets like Meltzer and Alvarez of the Wrestling Observer, and they had um one of their UK correspondents for the podcast, and this got released as a, a free section on their YouTube. And she asked Brian, had you heard any stories of this before? And he said, no, not to this extent. Like, even if, like, people like Meltzer, who, like, hear a lot of stuff, aren't hearing about these alleged, very serious, very disgusting allegations, like... Who there actually knew? Yeah, that's the scary thing. Like, who knew about this? Who wasn't named that was actually a part of this? Yeah, I know. I know it's like Vince McMahon's personal doctor and it's like WWE executive one through four and WWE employee one and two, I think, are listed in the actual lawsuit off the top of my memory. And let's be real, like, Brock Lesnar was pretty much named in this. So who's the other UFC heavyweight champ who they've had before? Cain Velasquez? Yeah. But But his dates don't line up, do they? No, this perfectly matches up with when they re-signed Brock to a contract. Yep. And yes, I don't want to um, throw any allegations there about uh, Cain Velasquez. I'm just trying to think who else was a UFC heavyweight champion in WWE around that time. Um, So yes, from Vince resigning from all positions, he's gone for good. Um, just a little sidebar here on Vince. It feels like they've gone through and started erasing him, and it feels like he'll never go in the Hall of Fame now. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, fuck it. (laughs) Fair enough. Uh, Shortly after uh, Slim Jim announced their... Oh, what the hell was their wording? And it was like a really poor choice of wording given the seriousness of the situation. Oh, here's the quote. After the departure of Vince McMahon and discussions with WWE TKO senior leadership, Slim Jim has decided to re-enter the Rumble. Oh. Yep. I'm like, uh... I mean, not the, the worst choice of wording we'd hear across the weekend. Uh, Ronda Rousey says that Bruce Pritchard is basically Vince McMahon's avatar. If he's still around, Vince has a hand in the business. Now, notable of this is that, uh, I just want to put it out there, Bruce Pritchard is not named in this lawsuit. Yeah. 
but yeah. Ronda is saying that Vince still has some say in how WWE is run if Bruce Pritchard is there. Yeah. I, I don't <laughs> think Bruce is long for this world, though. I feel like at some point they're just going to start getting rid of anything that has to do with Vince. So that includes getting rid of Vince McMahon, like right-hand man, essentially. Yeah. Yeah, well, we've seen Kevin Dunn go. John Laurinaitis got released initially when these allegations came out the yeah. first time Vince left and he never returned. Um, yeah, so, like, the only one I can really think there who's, like, one of um, Vince's guys is Bruce Pritchard. Yeah, uh, yeah, that'd be that'd be the big one. Is there anything else really to discuss from this um, before we get to the press conference? I mean, I mean the, the Brock stuff. Yeah, the the Brock stuff. Uh, basically, uh, offering this poor lady to Brock as, as a incentive. Um, incentive to sign and yeah and then Brock being quite vulgar and yeah. asking for quite disgusting things to be done yeah it's it's horrific yeah it, it, it's it's not nice um uh, yeah yeah it, it it's not nice um so I guess from there, the press conference. Yep. Um, um, hang on. I've got it down here somewhere. Press conference, press conference. Okay. Media scum press conference. Uh, Byron says Triple H is up next. Triple H starts talking about uh, Thunderdome era from Tropicana Field. Talks about tonight being a new beginning and same feeling as the Attitude Era. Talks about the crowd attendance breaking record, uh, which was held by new kids on the block concert. Tells the media to golf clap, which a number of them do. Talks about going to Perth in four weeks. He's just rambling and rambling on before taking questions. Uh, talks about I, I, Bailey I'll, winning. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt here. This is what he does every press conference, though. <laughs> True. Uh Talks about Naomi returning and Liv returning, uh, saying that Nia is, quote, proving herself. Thanks, TNA, for allowing Jordan Grace to be in the Rumble. Yeah. Well, I don't want to muddy the waters. We can talk about Jordan Grace's performance when we actually get to uh, the Rumble review part. Uh, says, quote, I'm going to use all the cliche terms like what people, uh, like what door people go through, and a number of the media do laugh at that. Uh, yeah. Says Jade has an aura, says both Punk and Cody had incredible showing. Also mentions Braun and Andrade. Last thing uh, about the talent, there is nobody more dedicated than Cody, says he's the right person. And after 10 minutes, he opens it up to questions. A uh, little side note here. Andrade, the last two shows he's been on has been uh, sort of clouded in uh, allegations, not because of him, not because of him. Uh, the World's End 
media scrum where Tony Khan was fielding questions about Chris Jericho and uh, now yeah, that's right. the Royal Rumble media scrum where Triple H is uh, fielding some questions about uh No, nah, fuck off. This. Nah, fuck off. I'm just going to say this. Yeah. Triple H gave more of an answer than Tony Khan did. Yeah, yeah, I know. Uh, so, <laughs> so he opens us up to questions. Uh, the first one was about the Netflix deal. Pretty much just dribbles on. Uh, blah, 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 blah. What an amazing week this has been. Holy shit, the timing of that statement. And he would continue to go back to this statement time and time again. Uh, next question was from John Albert of Fightful. Speaking uh, of the last year when Vince left, what degree of knowledge did you have of the current accusations? Triple H says, I'm going to do what you expect me to do here. We just had an amazing week. I choose to focus on the positives. Um, what? <laughs> I, I, I get it. Like, it makes sense to me what he's trying to say. But at that point, you're better off taking the Tony Khan approach and just saying, uh, obviously, no comment. Yep. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, you can't just... Yeah, it, it doesn't matter what you say in answer to that question besides no comment. People are going to spin it and hear what they want to hear. Okay. And they, they hear the bit where you say, this was an amazing week, let's just focus on the positives. And they're like, oh, yeah, oh, so amazing, was it? Well, yes, it actually was a huge week for the company in a positive way. Also, it was a very huge week for the company in a negative way. But, yep. yeah, it was huge for, for a positive reason as well. Uh, yeah. Then Cameron Hawkins of The Ringer asks, uh, he also asks this to Cody, what is being done to make sure people in power aren't taking advantage of those underneath them? And Triple H says, I'm going to give you the most general answer, everything possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, Brent, th th that's fine. That's a good answer. Yeah. Brendan Thurston of WrestleNomics also appears on Post Wrestling quite a bit where uh, some of our listeners may have heard him. Did you read the lawsuit and what was your reaction to it? Triple H responds in saying, I did not. I did not. Pauses for a moment and then says, we all found out in real time. I'll go back to what I said before. This was an amazing week. I don't want to get bogged down the negatives of it where it uh, we're at the most exciting time for us. Uh, more corporate dribble says it's like the Attitude Era 2.0. In five or ten years from now, we're going to say, wow, what an amazing time this was. And then again, yet again, he's said something that can be really misconstrued the wrong way. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 Uh, some reporter, I didn't catch their name or outlet, asks, was it fun to book the Royal Rumble match? And he just basically goes on about dribble. Uh, somebody of Odyssey Sports asks, you live during the Attitude Era. Is this the best era of wrestling? Basically just a fluff question. Byron calls for the last question, and Triple H says he'll take a couple more. And someone of Cotarola 
I believe I'm pronouncing the outlet right. I don't know if I am. Uh, asks, is this a new beginning for WWE? And Triple H says, I don't like to say it's a new WWE. People have history of what we do. It's a new chapter for sure. And then just goes on to like legacy dribble about the company. Says, good night. I'll see you all in Perth in the media golf clap. <laughs> Um, there's a bit there that can be taken out of context, sure. I am shocked, though, that he didn't come out with a, a pre-prepared statement saying, hey, look, there's an ongoing legal investigation. Here's the TKO statement on the matter. I won't be answering any more questions on this. Yeah, that's, address that's, it head on. That's what he should have done. Just straight out of the gate. I agree with you on that, 100%. That was... Uh, very silly not to do that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I'm shocked that even when he got one of these questions, he didn't just redirect them back to the, the TKO statement we put out earlier in the week or something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, duh, 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 duh. Like, I don't like that some of these reporters call themselves wrestling journalists and it's like the biggest wrestling story involving the biggest company involving the biggest man who took pro wrestling from little amateur bingo halls to this big national football stadium thing that it is now and they're there just asking about netflix and the next attitude era i mean i get it I get why they're doing it, but yeah, you should be asking the big thing. Yeah. Um, what else? Oh yeah, because I was listening to the Observer Radio. The NDA, uh, the NDA non-disclosure agreement with Miss Grant from 2022 was worth three million dollars. There's also another NDA with an unknown woman from 2004 worth 7.5 million at the time. Now worth eleven point six million with inflation. Jesus Christ. Um. Yeah. So if this was Miss Grants for two to three years, and she got three million, and there's somebody out there with double that, you can only imagine what happened. Yeah. Um. It is. Yes, very, very bad. Um, did you see any of the Shawn Michaels media call? I did not. I didn't even know about this one. Yeah, um, I haven't had time to go and look at myself. Um, just I know he took uh, the media call and a few of the media asked him sort of similar questions. Oh, poor uh, Shawn. <laughs> like, Shawn knows what's going on. Um. So, uh, there's a lot of stuff out there. There's a lot of he said, she said in regards to who may have known what or who said this or who was the one to tell Linda about Vince and Miss Grant and that's how Linda found out and Vince said that she was getting cut off and fired her and had the NDA. If... if, it's, uh, yes, very, very disgusting. Uh, I can't think, like, without actually going through the, the legal document, which I do not want to do on air, 
is there anything else you can um think of in regards to this no honestly the whole thing makes me very uncomfortable uh, questions a lot it makes me question a lot of things about the business yeah um yeah it's absolutely appalling um it makes me question a lot of things about this whole you know triple h taking over thing and rumors about stephanie having the fallout with vince and whether or not this is what that's that was all about and then there's the whole thing about the 2004 thing that nda and it's like could that have anything to do with why Shane walked out in the first place? Like, I have so many questions and speculation. I, I do want to say this is pure speculation. I haven't seen anyone credible report or confirm it. Yeah. Um, but it was going around. The reason Shane left in the early to mid-2000s was because of the fallout with Vince had something to do with this and he didn't want to be his father. And that's why I left originally. Yeah. Now, saying that, I don't know how true that actually is or not, but, um, yeah, it, it's not um, not nice. And the Australian scene should sort of be gearing up for for the chamber very soon. Mm-hmm. Um... What have I actually put out here? Uh, the stock price like went up with the Netflix deal and then dropped a little bit um, because the Vince res resignation was on a Friday, either just as or after the stock had closed. And then the start of this week, the stock dropped off a little from like 90 down to 80 at the last time I checked. Mm. Uh, da, 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 da. I just can't think of anything else. Um, I'm just trying to look through my Twitter at the moment and just see if there's anything else of note that I wrote. Um, uh, uh, I put out, last week was not, quote, a great fucking week for the company, unquote. It was fucking vile. The company itself is facing very serious legal action in a lawsuit informing the former owner and talents uh, and talent relations many people need to answer who knew what was occurring at the headquarters mm. <laughs> and who's the person who's been there the whole time who's taken over a lot of the duties from vince that's triple h paul levesque triple h um Who's current head of talent relations for main roster? I don't know. Before the TKO sale, was it Triple H? Oh, before the sale, it was Triple H, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then before that, it was Johnny Ace, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, I'm not sure who talent relations is now. No, nor, nor am I, but um, <sighs> there's a lot that um, 
needs to happen there. And I fought, I fought stupidly with um, the Me Too speaking out thing and a lot of wrestlers leaving the WWE locker room as well as other locker rooms around the time had cleaned this out. And in hindsight, I'm shocked none of this Vince Johnny Ace stuff came to light during that, not by Miss Grant, because this was still going on for her, but by others at this time. Mm. And then the Vince, uh, John Laurinaitis stuff comes out, I think it's like two years ago, 2022, and Vince leaves and John Laurinaitis leaves and then Vince uses his McMahon family shares to come back and put himself on the board and sells the company and gets himself a seat for life on TKO and then the mm-hmm. lawsuit happens and he gets no he resigns from TKO because the way the sale was set up he could not be removed from that board unless yeah. he stood down or he died yeah <sighs> there is a lot to process um i'm just trying to think is there any other news that's come out like there's a few little snippets here and there there might be other Others coming forward, but nothing I can think of. I I hope whoever's going over to the Perth press conference, at least someone asks a question, but I don't have high hopes. I would hope by the Perth press conference, Triple H does what we said, and he addresses it straight out of the gate and pretty much gives no one a chance to actually ask anything. Because mm-hmm. if you're not going to answer, don't don't give people the chance to ask. Yeah, that's true too. Um, I suppose a little bit of uh, housekeeping following all this before we move on to the Rumble review. Yep. Uh, so, as we've mentioned before uh, at the start of the show here, we've done the Vince impressions. I know a number of the listeners, nobly Warwick and Ryan, have said to you, Chris needs to stop doing impressions because the only one he can do is Vince McMahon. So <laughs> I'm formally like, I can't do that anymore. I've got to retire it. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, I'm going to have to relook at Fugs when we get back to that. Yeah. So yeah. I have, I have, um, I know you've got two stars and I have worked on a, um, on a swap out for you. Uh, if you want to give me a second, I can have a look and see if I have it written down. Yeah, of course. Um, uh, give me one second here. Uh, just chat to the humans. Yeah, so obviously I have Vince McMahon and Brock Lesnar, and they have very heavily embroiled in my plans at the moment for when we go back to Fugs. So a lot of rewriting is going to have to be done. <laughs> um. We'll see what sort of um, replacements I have here on offer. So um, I'm pretty sure you've debuted uh, these three people or two people. Uh, Just remind the humans who you had and who you'll be working out uh, getting rid of by your Starcade at the latest. Uh, Well, I've got Brock and I've got Vince. Who's the third that I need to get rid of? Oh, so you don't have John Lawrence? No, no. Okay, okay. Well, then I can uh, remove 
those picks I had there for, for a replacement for that. Okay. So for for Brock, I was looking towards the MMA world. Yeah. With wrestling tie-ins. So four for one trade and I don't care how you do this, uh, you'll figure out a way. So swapping out Brock, I'm offering you Dan Severin. Yep. Josh Barnett. Yep. Filthy Tom Lawler. Yep. And John Moxley. Fucking hell. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, you said you had Vince as well, yeah? Uh, yeah, I do have Vince. Okay. Uh, we Look, full disclosure, we're recording this now. I was going to say, hey, let's record Fugs next week, but <laughs> Alex might need an extra week in the chamber here to rewrite a couple of <laughs> things. I might need a lot, a bit more than a week, to be honest, because I can't stress enough how integral, integral, like both of these guys are to what I had planned. I know, and that's um, <laughs> that's why I'm putting the offer on the like, table. Like, fuck it, because I'm gonna change it all now anyway. Fuck it, because I'd rather just not book them. I was building up for Brock versus Austin at Starcade. Because dream match that never happened, and then yep. I was gonna, I was building up to Bischoff versus Vince at Starcade with Paul Heyman as a special guest referee. Yep. Uh, yeah. So yeah, just to reiterate, uh, your your swap picks if you want uh, for Lesnar, I'm offering Dan Severin, Josh Barnett, Tom Lawler, and John Moxley. Yep. Of course, uh, connections there to pro wrestling and MMA, or at least blood sport. <laughs> yep, yep, that's cool. And then for Vince, I was looking more towards the promoter side of things. Mm-hmm. So from TNA Wrestling, Dixie Carter. Right. <laughs> from the NWA, Billy Corgan. Okay. From Ring of Honor, Kerry Silken. Okay. And then I was thinking of this other guy, but I'm like, oh, maybe he's cancelled, so I don't really want to offer him. Who else is an EVP of wrestling? Cody Rhodes. Yeah. <laughs> well, fuck, you know what I'm taking. Yeah. No, no, you get all, you get all four. Oh, shit. Okay, I thought you were giving me options there, because it was like, because I, I was like, oh, yeah, I could probably do something with Dixie, that's for sure. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, okay, cool. Um, well, humans, I've got three Rhodeses on my roster. <laughs> yes, now it's just a case of which one <laughs> will finish the story first. What? <laughs> to be perfectly honest, I did have a plan for year three where because I did start doing the, the golden nightmare gimmick with Dustin. Yeah. I did have the plan of, oh, at some point, I'm just going to put the belt on the rock and I'm going to have this never-ending story <laughs> <laughs> with, with Dustin and Dwayne. It's basically, it's basically the same thing, but... Now there's another story that can be told. Yeah. Um, and the best stories never end. 
the never-ending never story. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Oh boy. Uh, should we get to the uh, the rumble? Like, like uh, me and Alex said, uh, go listen to Fightful Post Wrestling, The Observer. Uh, there's a bunch of other outlets I've been listening to. Most of the stuff they're covering has already been covered by uh, Post Fightful or The Observer, anyway. Yeah. Uh, any other outlets you can recommend or anything you've been listening or reading to from anywhere involving uh, no. this? No, a lot of what I saw was on Twitter, so I took a lot of that with a grain of salt. But um, <laughs> uh, uh, so so don't, just don't with Twitter. But, yeah, check out Post Wrestling, check Fightful. Yeah. Um, okay, so we'll we'll move on here to the to the rumble itself and then we'll we'll probably wrap things up oh boy yeah it's it's been a week uh wwe royal rumble tropicana field rumble 2024 kicking things off first match of the night women's royal rumble were you watching live and did you have a viewing party this year alex uh, yes, a uh, friend of the show, Warwick Thompson, came around. A friend of the show, Ryan, he was there. Um, oh. And another one of our friends, Harry, was there. Uh, yeah, they all came around to my place and watched the show. Unfortunately, though, yeah, uh, y- your boy, Fruity, he was a bachelor that weekend because the missus went away <laughs> for a few days. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so uh, as you know, that was a... The rumble was a Sunday morning slash lunchtime. Uh, your boy Fruity uh, drank a full bottle of rum. Uh, I don't mean like a premix thing. I mean a full <laughs> bottle of rum the night before. Um, he was a, he was a little bit dusty and all, and I'm not talking roads. And um, <laughs> All I had to say in the group chat in the morning before the boys came over was chicken, chicken, <laughs> bring chicken. Yeah, it seems so, to be uh, a a staple of the the rumble for you. Last year when we were talking the uh, the lights out pitch black match, you got your your mountain dew and your chicken. Bro, I um the last I've. The last week or so, I've rewatched like a lot of the more recent rumbles because I've like, watched the old ones a million times. I was like, oh, fuck it. Let's like go back to like, oh, let's go back to like 2017 and watch all the rumbles from there going forward. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> Any uh, standout gems in that field? Fucking the 2018 men's rumble, the one Shinsuke won, it just holds up so good. It's so fucking good. Um, I, I know we hated the 2022 uh, men's Royal Rumble, the one that Brock won. Um, <laughs> the, the one with uh, Shane. The in, one with in, Shane. In Heinz, wait, the one that, oh, the one that Brock won. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that, yeah. Yeah, I know we hated that one, but I rewatched it. Yeah, no, it's still shit. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say the the 20, 2020 Royal Rumble is a really good rumble. Oh, yeah, no, that's a fucking great rumble. That's probably up there. That's probably one of the best of all time. Until Cody won. 
twice. <laughs> unlike Drew. Unlike Drew. Drew only won once. Shut up, Warwick. Um, <laughs> uh, I don't know. Uh, maybe Warwick will uh, let you know how that played out at WrestleMania soon. Man. <laughs> so 2017, you said from Randy yeah. Orton. Jeez. Yeah. Um, actually, I think I've watched... Um, what was 2015? That was Roman. I watched yeah, that that's one. Yeah, where, that's where The Rock comes in and points I, to Roman and they all boo The Rock. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I just want to be clear too. I just watched the matches, right? Just the <laughs> Royal Rumble match. Not, not the entire fucking undercard. So, but when I got to last year's, I was like, I'm a little morbidly curious. Let's rewatch this fucking pitch black match. Yeah, and it's goofy, but I I don't hate it. It's not that bad. I think it's... with rose tinted glasses, it's not that bad. <laughs> no, and plus it's like it's Bray's last match, and his yeah. entrance is so fucking cool with all the black light stuff and all that. Yeah, but um. Yeah, so 2015 was rough. That was the Roman one. That was the one where all of your favourites got unceremoniously dumped out by, like, <laughs> Big Show and Kane. Um, was that the one where, like, Roman... Uh, not Roman. Rey Mysterio comes in 30 and the crowd boos because they want Daniel Bryan? No, that was 2014. Oh. Yeah. Uh, the... Oh, no, it was Bray that unceremoniously dumped out Brian, yeah, and it was just sort of, like, out of nowhere, fucking... Yeah, there you go. Brian was in the match for fucking 10 minutes. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, oh, what else? Yeah, the, oh, it had that fucking great boogeyman versus Bray Wyatt spot. <laughs> Where it's like Bray's just alone in the ring. He's just been destroying everyone. And then like the boogeyman comes out and they're just both being weird together. It's so fucking good because at that point in time, like Bray didn't do comedy stuff. So it was fucking awesome. Um, Yeah. DDP was in that one. Yeah. Fucking hell. Um, yeah. DDP was at this year's Royal Rumble. Why didn't he get a run? Why didn't he ask about the allegations? He was at the press conference. <laughs> <laughs> nah, um, nah, fuck. And um, much like Sean Waltman, he was never invited back. <laughs> no, he was good. He was good. Um, so then uh, I watched 2016, which that was when Triple H won. He won the title. In that one, and that's the one where AJ debuts. That's yeah, needs more thing. Roman dirt face. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's where like that they just zoomed in on Roman instead of showing the entrance way. So you could so you could hear the crowd pop because it said phenomenal up on the Titantron, but us at home couldn't see what it said on the Titantron. <laughs> So we were like, why is everyone popping? Because we didn't know whose fucking music that was at that point. Wasn't the story like they were talking about swapping AJ's and Shinsuke's music or something? 
Uh, was, um, Shinsuke was originally going to have Glorious. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. And, <laughs> that is um, so weird for him. And AJ's music was originally going to be for James Storm when, because the year before AJ's debut was when James Storm had that one off at NXT. I miss the cowboy. Isn't he still in NWA power? Uh, I don't know about that. I don't think so. I think he's just occasional indies, but fuck it. He's good, man. He's so good. He's actually yeah. jacked nowadays too. So like do something. Listening to that Billy star. Uh, was it superstar Billy Graham advice? Exactly. <laughs> uh, Anything else of note for you for, for past rumbles before we get into this year's? Um, yeah, fuck. Uh, 2016 was mayor. That's when Triple H won. Um, I think it was, yeah, the 2017 one's the one where they had fucking big cast come out at number one with Enzo and they did their whole spiel and it made me be like, fuck, man, I actually kind of miss him. I miss Enzo. <laughs> I miss Enzo. <laughs> I think, like, if he showed up in a Rumble one year, it would actually blow the roof off the joint. Yeah. does He hasn't really wrestled since that Ring of Honor run-in where everyone booed him, has he? No, he's been doing stuff in MLW, but if you're doing stuff in MLW, no one knows you're doing stuff in MLW. <laughs> Let's be real. Because you're locked into there? Yeah, or, or just no one's watching MLW. Mm, uh, if, if people were watching MLW, people would think Alex Hammerstone's as big of a free agent as Okada because he should be. Yeah, also true. Isn't Jacob Fatu also a free agent as we speak? Uh, I'm not sure about that one, but possibly. But also, WWE has not wanted to sign him in the past because he has a fairly extensive criminal record Ooh. from when he was when he was younger just um a few armed robberies but let's like like okay cool he's had a few armed robberies or whatever he's, he's done his time for it fucking booker t's a two-time hall of famer he did armed robberies he was, yeah he he did his time for it like fuck give the dude a chance yeah, yeah, they. I oh, know they could, but they don't. Uh, yeah. Oh man, uh, anything else? Ah, oh, oh, man, nah. Let's just dive into this fucking rumble because yeah, I sort of got sidetracked because you mentioned the bitch black match. Um, yeah, so I had chicken uh, because I was extreme. <laughs> So, I've, yeah, here we go. I'll tie up loose ends here. I was extremely hungover. Got Ryan to bring over a fucking giant-ass bucket of chicken. That was amazing. Made me feel like shit, as it does every time. You know, when you're really craving it, and then, like, an hour later, it's like... <laughs> because that's what that's what the colonel does to you. But... Mm. um. <laughs> I had a good time, had some friends over, was very excited about the results of everything almost. Yeah, pretty much everything. So I was very happy and I was very adamant about reminding Warwick, hey, we're, we're, we've gotten together and watched Drew win the Rumble once. 
We've gotten together and watched Cody win it twice, haven't we? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. Uh, So it kicks off here with the women's Royal Rumble. In first is Natalia. In second, returning from TNA Impact, Naomi. Um, The very interesting part of this, at this point in time, was they were very specific to mention, like, and in her time away, she was a former TNA Knockouts champion. And, yeah, and I was like, oh, that's cool. I like that. Yeah, I gotta say, I did pop for that. I'm like, holy shit, Cole's mentioning TNA. (laughs) Yeah, and and it's not like the time with, um, with Mickey James in the Rumble where they were actually Impact Wrestling, so they had to mention Impact Wrestling. This time around, it's like, oh, they have to mention TNA. Yeah. Uh, in third is Bailey. In fourth, Candice LeRae. In fifth, music hits, and it sounds like Scott Steiner, and you can hear quietly on the mic um, Pat McAfee, who's on commentary the whole night. By the way, great mm-hmm. choice, I thought. Uh he goes, cops are here. And I'm just thinking, whose music is that in WWE? And I'm just trying to think, oh, is it someone from NXT who I haven't seen that much of? And no, it's Jordan Grace, the TNA Knockouts champion. I popped huge for this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like... I, I popped huge in my own way. Like, I was, like, dead quiet, just, like, stunned about it because i was like holy shit what the fuck it's wild it's huge it's like the mickey james thing like a couple of years ago like that was huge because she came out with the tna impact music and the impact knockouts title but the other thing about that is she had a very extensive resume in the wwe this is they've they've brought in someone this time around that has no history with the company, got a decent pop. I mean that's huge. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and fuck me, Pat McAfee was putting her over. Just constantly. Is this talking. a TNA champ? TNA's got a beast. Yeah, TNA has a beast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like. Look at her. Oh. She's got muscles in places you don't even have. Yeah, he was just he was just frothing over Jordan Grace, as we all do, because she's fucking awesome. Comes in, cleans house, and then stare down with Naomi, and they sort of have a bit of a, a showdown. And they mention Jordan Grace defeated Naomi to win that knockouts championship. I'm going, what the fuck? TNA is canon now? It's wild. It's wild. Oh, man. It, it was at that point where I was like, holy fuck, is Moose going to be in the fucking rumble and we're going to have fucking, like, some Moose. other... Fo- <sighs> Moose. <sighs> yeah, I was, like, hoping, like, uh, or maybe, like, somehow, like, because AJ was in the title match, Oh, maybe AJ still enters the Rumble and we have AJ fucking stare at the TNA title and be like, oh, yeah. Oh, that would have popped me. I was like, oh, maybe we'll get Mike Bailey and he can 
do a cool spot with Ricochet. <laughs> Both, you know, junior heavyweight, cruiserweight type guys. Yeah. Or, yeah. Hear, hear me out on this. Brian Myers. Yeah. You know, I'd pump for that. <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> Um, there was one Rumble I went back and watched. I think it was the 2019 Rumble, and Kurt Hawkins was in the middle of that losing streak. Oh, man. He was so over. Fuck. Is that where he gets attacked and doesn't go in the Rumble? Yeah. No, he, like, runs in and just immediately just dives under the apron and just hides under the ring for ages. <laughs> And then um, Titus O'Neil starts running down and they're like about to tease that he's going to do the Titus World slide thing again. And, but Kurt Hawkins pops his head out under the apron. So Titus O'Neil deliberately does the Titus World slide to get under the ring. Oh, boy. Yeah, uh, and then, then Kurt Hawkins eliminates Titus O'Neil and the crowd goes fucking nuts. <laughs> He's getting a bit of a win. <laughs> yeah. Uh, following Jordan Grace's entry here, in sixth, Australia's own Indy Hartwell. Hooray. I- impressive. Yeah, we're all about that. Uh, in sixth, Asuka, one half of the new women's tag team champions. So, uh, Which I, I didn't watch SmackDown, by the way, <laughs> before this, because I was... Yeah, I had a big Australia Day weekend. And, um, like I said, the missus was away. Uh, I was out. Wait, 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 wait. We recorded that Saturday. Like I said, like I said. Yeah, no, because we were recording when SmackDown was on, right? Yeah. So, um, we were recording when it was on. I tend to not look at my phone or check results of what's going on while while we're on, which is evident by the amount of times we've had to be like, hey, this happened while we're on air last week. Oh, um, yeah, the Okada stuff. <laughs> prime yeah, example. Yeah, that, that was a prime example. Um, but, yeah, it was pretty much recorded. Uh, I had to do a few things around the house, and then, all right, off to get shit-faced. <laughs> Didn't have time to watch SmackDown. So when Asuka comes out with the fucking women's tag titles, I was so fucking confused. Yeah. Uh, I was so confused. First elimination of the match, Indy Hartwell gets eliminated by Bailey. Boo. I'm Big like, boo. oh, yeah, really building up those Aussies coming up to the Perth show next month. Fucking no. Oh, God. Uh, in eighth, Ivy Nile. In ninth, Katana Chance. In tenth, Bianca Belair. And we're a further way through this women's rumble. And I yeah. love that we sort of got little glimpses of Jordan and Bianca. And I'm like, yeah, I did not know I wanted this match until right now. Give me this fucking match. <laughs> Send yeah. Bianca uh, over uh, to TNA for a championship match. <laughs> I also loved the Jordan Grace, Ivy Nile um, interactions just because I've always, and I think a lot of people have always looked at Ivy Nile as just like a budget ripoff of Jordan Grace. (laughs) (laughs) Also true. Yeah. Half the time I forget Ivy Nile is uh, with the company being part of Diamond Mine or 
if that's even still a thing. I don't think it is. <laughs> In 11th, the other half of the new women's tag team champions, Kari Sane. So all three eligible members of Damage Control are now in this match. Uh, out, uh, Damage Control eliminate Candice LeRae. In 12th is Tegan Knox. So Natalia's got her tag team partner and immediately el- goes to eliminate her, but is reversed. And Natalia is eliminated by Tegan Knox, who then gets eliminated by Bailey straight after. Okay, so so let me just quickly just explain this here. Every year, I don't I don't know why they've done this, but every year leading up to this year's Rumble, I don't know if this has been on purpose or not, but Natalia has gone into every women's Rumble with, like, a friend, right? Mm-hmm. And e- every year, either she eliminates her friend or her friend eliminates her. There's been years where it was like fucking Naomi or something. There was another couple of years where Beth was her friend and they eliminated each other in each time. Um, Yeah, so it's been like this long story of like Natty just like turns on her friends in the Royal Rumble. It's an unspoken story, but it's a pattern I've noticed. So I actually thought it was fucking great. And what happened on Raw the next night following their dissension of uh, being eliminated from the Rumble? Um, I don't even remember their segment. (laughs) Didn't they get a women's tag title match? Oh, yeah, of course they fucking did. (laughs) Of course they fucking did. This division, so strong. In 13th, Caden Carter. And then Kyrie is eliminated by... uh, Katana Chance and Caden Carter who also then eliminate Asuka in 14th wearing what Michael Cole described as a very colourful outfit because it's in protest to Florida's don't say gay laws Chelsea Green with her with her pride flag yeah (laughs) wow um yeah wow um I mean, Chelsea got a huge pop, though. Yeah, she is fucking over. Yeah, and if you actually recall, because I didn't recall this until I rewatched it, uh, she made her return at last year's Rumble. Oh, that's right, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then there was a couple of years before that, or the year before that, where... Um, she got eliminated in like five seconds and she came out to the Rumble managed by Robert Stone. <laughs> is Robert Stone even still with the company? He is. I just don't oh. think he's doing much. <laughs> just, yeah, just do a trade. Send Jordan Grace to WWE and send Robert Stone back to TNA and then call up Al Snow at OVW and ask for Jesse Goddard's. And just get the bromance back. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't hate it. Uh, so, yeah, <laughs> I'm Chelsea, all for that. Chelsea is yeah. in. And then shortly after that, Jordan Grace is eliminated by Bianca Belair. In 15th, Piper Nevin. In 16th, Zylee. In 17th, Zelina Vega. I'm not exactly sure what cosplay she was going for here, but all I could think of was wow. That looks very Athena-inspired. It does, yes. With the giant mechanic, 
mechanical wings, and I'm just like, uh, I didn't catch what cosplay that is, so I don't know. Yeah. Uh, in 18th, Maxine Dupree, and then Piper Niven eliminates Caden Carter. In 19th is Nia Jax, and this is just where Nia begins to just clean house. Out goes Zyla out goes Ivy Noel. Shotzi comes in, and Pat brings up on commentary, remember that thing used to fire real missiles on SmackDown, Cole? <laughs> About Shotzi's tank. Oh, fucking Pat. Isn't he just a pisser? <laughs> uh, Maxine Dupreen is eliminated by Bailey. Piper Niven gets eliminated by Jax. Jax also eliminates Katana Chance. In 21st, Becky Lynch. Like, I'm just like, where is Becky in this rumble? And she comes in late. Uh, at this point, Chelsea Green was elim- eliminated by Becky. In 22nd is Alba Faye. Uh, 23rd is Shayna Baszler. 24th, uh, somebody you'll hear us talk a little bit about on the Wazzies, Valhalla. <laughs> But it's not Valhalla because it's R-Truth and he runs in. <laughs> oh, God, this is really good. But yeah, um, he did this at the 2021 Rumble. But no, no, no one remembers this because that was in the Thunderdome. But he thought he was a part of the women's one in 21. Yeah. So he goes in and gets eliminated by Nia. And then uh, Adam Pearce is out as Valhalla is yelling at Truth and he's saying, Valhalla, you're in. Truth, you're out. Go backstage with me. And Valhalla walks in and in the back of shot, Valhalla is eliminated by Jax, who then has the referees hold her back as she's yelling at Truth. In 15th is Mi Chin, the uh, uh, member of the club or the OC, whichever one they go by now. Uh, Alba Faye is eliminated by Naomi. In 16th is Zoe Stark. Selena Vega is eliminated by Shayna Baszler and Zoe Stark. In 27th, Roxanne Perez, whose surprise was sport in the opening footage used of Randy Orton walking onto the stage during the uh, earlier in the day shot. <laughs> I didn't so he, even I didn't even notice that though. Fuck. That's so if off. if you see Randy sort of walking out and he's talking to one of the women, the camera pans behind him and you can see the entranceway and they're testing different uh, wrestlers and one of them is Roxanne Perez and you're just like, she's in NXT. Why would they be testing her? It's like oh, if you throw Shayna Baszler on there, you're just like oh, whatever. The ring crew is just testing out different ones. You throw. Someone out from NXT, you're going to notice that. And this is where Nye begins to clean house again. Out goes Shayna, out goes Meechin, out goes Shotzi, and 28, making her debut, Jade Cargill. Are you impressed? Man, um... I was kind of devastated. The music was a bit changed, but they kept the whole a storm is coming thing. So, yeah, it was an instant pop. Yes, very, very good for her. And she comes in and she goes straight after Nia, picks her up, sort of back body slam, picks her up again and sort of um, just throws her over the top rope. Jade Cargill eliminates Nia Jax, 
when earlier on in the match they had like five or six women trying to eliminate Nia and they couldn't. Yeah, so that they fucking made her look like an animal in this. It was so good. Yeah, yeah. I, I was ready for her to win it at that point. Yeah. In 29th, it's Tiffy time as Tiffany Stratton comes in. Fucking imp- she had a hell of a run in this too. She looked like a million bucks, I thought. And in number 30, returning from injury, apparently, Liv Morgan, who's braided some 17-year-old's wardrobe. I have no idea what the fuck her ring gear was for this match. Dude, dude, what the fuck? You were part of the era. She was dressed up as Christine Aguilera from the Dirty Music video. <laughs> <laughs> Did you not know that? Fuck. Yes. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> I don't know. Liv's whole wardrobe is very... All over the shop, yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, like, so... you just pick a consistent gimmick that you're going to consistently rip, rip off. If, like, you, if you're going to just keep ripping off Christina Aguilera, just... Make that consistent. Don't just go, uh, this week I'm Christina Aguilera. This week I'm fucking Harley Quinn. Like This week I'm one. neon colours. This week I'm weather. Mm. Mm. Uh, so then we've got our all our entrance in the ring. We begin sort of the eliminations towards the last few. Zoe Stark is eliminated by Liv Morgan. Roxanne gets eliminated by Tiffany Stratton. Becky Lynch is eliminated by Naomi and Jade Cargill because Jade has Naomi picked up, spins her around, and Naomi's leg sort of clocks Becky, who's on the rig apron. Then Jade just throws Naomi over the top rope and also eliminates her. Uh, Tiffany Strang gets eliminated by Liv Morgan, and we're down to our final four of Bailey, Liv Morgan, Jade Cargill, and Bianca Belair. Uh, Bianca gets eliminated by Tiffany Stratton and Bailey. Then Jade gets eliminated by Liv Morgan. The fans didn't sort of seem happy about this. And we're down to Bailey and Liv, and Bailey eliminates Liv Morgan to be the women's Royal Rumble winner from number three, lasting a new record for the women an hour and three and three seconds. Yeah. Um, so I think they made the right call not letting Jade be the runner-up. Yeah. Otherwise, I'm not sure Bailey would have got a, as good of a reaction as she did. That's also true. That's a that's a very good point there. Yeah. Because uh, at, at that point, yeah, it would have been detrimental to give fans hope that Jade was just going to win the Rumble in her WWE debut, which I still think she probably should have. Yeah, I wouldn't have been opposed to that. Uh, so it's also pointed out on commentary that uh, before Naomi, oh, as Naomi was eliminated, she had broken the previous record at an hour and two eighteen, and only when Bailey wins do they realise that she has broken Naomi's record. Yeah. Uh, following that, match number two of the evening, the fatal four-way for the undisputed WWE Universal Championship, Roman Reigns, the champion, versus... AJ Styles, LA Knight, and Randy Orton. How do you think this match went? I actually thought this was a really fun match. <laughs> um, 
at live, I got a bit distracted by chicken and had a bad reaction to the evening from the night before. So I was out of action for a lot of this match live, but I did rewatch it and I thought this was fantastic. The only, love, my yeah. only fucking criticism is why does Solo keep wearing a fucking hoodie for his run-ins? We know it's him. <laughs> Like, it could be his it's, brother. It's no, it, it's no big fucking surprise that Solo Sokoa is going to interfere in a Roman Reigns match. Come on now, stop making a big fucking reveal out of it. Yeah. Uh, so, yes, we have points here where I believe it's AJ and Auden's pin uh, shoulders are down and they're stacked and Roman goes to pin them. But then he also gets stacked and LA Knight goes for the pinfall, but everyone kicks out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you should yeah. be saying. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, overall, I thought this was a really good match and kind of a predictable ending here. Bloodline interference. Roman wins yet again. Lol. Um, AJ Styles with the Aces and Eights inspired ring jacket. <laughs> um. Yeah, it had, like, Aces and Eights font on it. Yeah. Um, another uh, note, um, this is for all you gear heads out there that like to take notice of wrestling gear. I thought it was weird as fuck that Randy Orton had RKO on the back of his trunks instead of Orton. I thought that... That's yeah! Pretty, that was really... That was really odd. Just because that motherfucker hasn't changed his gear in years. Like, yeah, since he, before Evolution. It's always said Orton, hasn't it? Yeah, and even the, the, like, tribal, like, sort of pattern design on the side of the trunks was a different design. It was, like, a different pattern. Yeah, you do have a very keen eye. I didn't even <laughs> notice that. Yeah, it was a different pattern. Like, it's just because he's worn the same fucking thing for years now, just, like, slightly different colours here and there. But, yeah, this time around, it was like, holy shit, look at Randy, he's going crazy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, overall, I thought it was a pretty good match. Following that, our third match of the evening, Logan Paul defending this United States Championship against Kevin Owens that ends in disqualification. I thought it was a good finish, honestly. Yeah, who is it? Uh, Jeff? Oh, that, that was shit. But <laughs> I thought the referee here yeah. did such a fucking good job and the camera angle was on point. Oh, it was so good there at the finish as um, Kevin Owens is pinning Logan and is about to go down for three and... It, you just basically get a zoom in of the referee noticing the brass knucks on Kevin Owens' hand. So good. Yeah. I, I thought it was really good, but it was sort of just like, yeah, I'm just going to tune in and go and get some snacks before this next match. Yeah. Uh, following that, main event, the men's Royal Rumble match. Number yeah. one. I mean, yeah. as, so as soon as number one came out, you knew who was coming out at number two. So, number one, Jay Uso. Number two, Jimmy Uso. Has this happened? I know it's happened before with other tag team partners. Has it happened before with brothers? Like, did Brett and Owen ever do a Rumble one and two? No. Um, 
the most famous like tag team one was the year that they had like axe and smashes one and two and it yeah was, and that was crazy as fuck i'm shocked they never did it with the hardys yeah i suppose i suppose they were sort of in and out of the company for a bit there together so they never really had a solid like, year but like one, there was like that one year, like 2001, they were in it together. O two, they were in it together. They could have done it one of those years. Yeah, yeah, that's also mm. true. So uh, Jimmy's going no yeet, and Jay's going yeet, and inferred is Grayson Waller does a whole spill about how yeet is the cringiest thing he's ever heard, mm-hmm. and he gets in the ring in fourth. The man who has the worst timing in returning, Andrade, no last name. Like, all credit to this guy, but uh, the news cycle completely overshadowed his uh, return. Yeah, uh, he had new music, so I was a bit confused. But, like, he came out and he had that mask on. And did you notice, like, he got no reaction until he took the mask off? But his name is fucking plastered everywhere. I, I noticed this too, and I was going to bring it up afterwards. I, like, after one and two, the ring announcer isn't announcing number five, Andrade. Yeah. They're not going, uh, uh, Liv Morgan has been um, eliminated from the Royal Rumble. Yeah, they haven't done it in a few years. Yeah. And... I don't know if they've done it since Fink. That's a good point. That is a good point. Yeah. Um, I think us watching on TV, it's it's fine. If you're there in the arena, that also might be a reason why there isn't that immediate pop. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fifth is Camelo Hayes, and he immediately goes after Grayson Waller, and Grayson's eliminated. See yep. in Perth. Yep. Uh, in sixth is Shinsuke. In seventh is Santos Escobar. And he sort of tries to form an uneasy alliance with Andrade. In eight, TikTok, it's Karrion Cross. Had no idea whose fucking music that was. He must have oh, just changed it, but yeah. His new logo. What the fuck is up with that? Mm-hmm. The, the, what is his faction? The end? Uh, no, it's something else. I forgot what it's called, but it's is something it, else. Is it yeah. important? <laughs> mm, I mean, Paul Ellering's a part of it. Oh, yeah. Hall of Famer. He's great. Yeah, we love, I love Paul how, Ellering. <laughs> I love it, and I, I'm so sad that I didn't screenshot this to send to you. Somebody on Twitter went, Oh, I thought Carrion Cross got released. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, In ninth, Dominic Mysterio. In tenth is Carlito. And Um, he gets... Sorry, just quick. quick, Yeah? Quick. um, His stable is called The Final Testament. Oh. Why? (laughs) Ah, it's stupid. Because Spooky Boy. (laughs) 
Yeah, it is so. Uh, where's that T-shirt, sir? You should be able to see this now. See, it's like a, a cross with a little sidebar on it. Like, yeah, it looks like an old school skeleton key without the big circle at the bottom. I was going to say it looks like how you would see those old um, power poles in regional Australia, and it's got, like, the three main rides oh. across the top, and then it's got the little splitter one on the side that goes down a side street. Oh, it's an it's an F and a it's an F and a T for Final Testament. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I just realised that. Yeah. Okay. Cool. It's um, like the most laziest design. Yeah. They could yeah. come up with. Yeah. Just slap a WWE logo and send it off to the merch store, pal. Oh boy. Yes. Um. In Tempers, Carlito, as I was saying, gets a massive pop for his apple. And he eliminates Santos Escobar. Yeah. In a, in eleventh is Bobby Lashley. He eliminates Carlito and Karrion Cross. And then Karrion Cross has already been eliminated. Eliminates Bobby Lashley, who was on the apron, and the officials come out and separate their two uh, respective factions as they all go backstage. At the same time. Ludwig Kaiser is in 12th and sort of trying to avoid the kerfuffle as the referees are pushing Bobby Lashley and friends and Karrion Cross and friends all backstage. Yep. Uh, in 13th is Austin Fury. In 14th is one half of the men's tag team champions, Finn Bella, who comes in and quickly eliminates Kamala Hayes. In 15th, it's your boy, Cody Rhodes. Yep, no one had ever won from the 15 spot, the illustrious 15 spot. Wait, really? Yep. Oh. No one had ever won from that. Okay, there you go. Uh, Cody comes in, eliminates Austin Fury. In 16th is Bronson Reed. Yeah, Bronson, big boy. He comes in. He eliminates Andrade. Mm. <laughs> Did mm. not expect that. No. Uh, in 17th is Kofi Kingston, his 16th Royal Rumble match, now moving into the second of all time, two behind Kane, who has 18. Yeah. But uh, if you actually count other gimmicks, Kane's got 20. Isaac Yankum, fake diesel. And, yeah, he had a Rumble as fake diesel and he had a Rumble as Isaac Yankum. Okay. Uh <laughs> Uh, so as Kofi comes in, uh, Shinsuke Nakamura is eliminated by Cody. Ludwig Kaiser gets eliminated by Kofi. In 18th is the uh, day on day 596 of his Intercontinental Championship reign is Gunther. And Gunther comes in, looks angry at Ludwig, enters the ring and eliminates Kofi and no Kofi magic this year. Yeah. Uh, I'd, I'd 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 rather them just not um, do the Kofi spot anyway, so I'm fine with that. Yeah, uh, we sort of got a little tease of that with uh, Kyrie in the women's rumble, where she was just sort of holding on for dear life, that then got turned into that Spider-Man meme with the train. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, like as soon as it happened, I was on Twitter and like. Xavier Woods tweeted out the Spider-Man <laughs> meme. Uh, 
in 19th is Ivar. In 20th, uh, Bron Breaker from NXT. And is this where we talk about what was planned? Yeah, yeah, I think uh, so. So Braun appears to have been a last-minute sort of call-up late in the week uh, from reports from post-wrestling, and he got given Brock's entry, Brock's eliminations, and where Brock was going to be eliminated. Yeah, and fuck it, because we've seen what was planned for Brock for the the elimination chamber and what was planned for Brock for um, WrestleMania. Mm. Yeah, we've seen that the plan was Brock versus Dom at the Chamber, which would have been... I actually would have loved that. That would have been awesome. Um, Yeah, just, like, Dom being a cowardly heel for Brock would have been amazing. But, man, do do Bron versus um, Dom at the Chamber. Fuck it. And then, yeah. Bron versus fucking Gunther at Mania. Have Bron, 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 have Bron be the guy that beats Gunther. Mm-hmm. Instantly um, makes him. Yeah. And also, like, did you notice that this wasn't heel Bron? This was just, like, straight back to colourful singlet. And, yeah, this is babyface Bron. Yep. So... And, uh, yeah, that's 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 how I like him. I like yep. colourful singlets. I like all that for him. I like babyface Bron better. So uh, as Bron comes in, he begins to clean house. He eliminates Jimmy Uso here, which I found odd because Jimmy and Jay had still been in together up until this point. Yeah, you would have thought, like, what... Like, one of them would have eliminated the other, but, yeah. Uh, then Bron also eliminates Finn Balor. In 21st, Omos, accompanied by his manager, MVP, uh, as he gets in the ring, he eliminates Bronson Reed, and uh, Bron Breaker eliminates Ivar. In 22nd, music plays, and it is Pat McAfee from commentary, who gets in... Uh, walks into the ring, walks over the top rope, onto the apron, goes, hang on, walks back in the ring, looks at Omos again and goes, yeah, fuck this, walks over the top rope and eliminates himself. Uh, how do you feel about this? Well, I love the story that came out afterwards that Pat McAfee had no idea this was happening. <laughs> I love I love that and that he just pretty much just came up with this on the spot or was told to do this on the spot. I love that. Um, yeah, because at this point I was like, oh, this might have been Bron- uh, Brock's spot. Yeah, so that's that's what I heard on initial reports as well, that uh, the Pat McAfee was a last-minute replacement for Brock and that his eliminations yeah. had been divvied around. But no, it seems that this was always the plan or the plan for someone who couldn't make it and they ribbed McAfee. Yeah. Uh, Then Omos is eliminated by Bron and Dominic, seeing the opportunity, eliminates Bron Breaker. Yeah. 
in 29th, JD McDonough, and in 24th is R-Truth, and JD McDonough is eliminated by Jay Uso, who begins argue, uh, JD begins arguing with Truth uh, before Truth gets in. And Truth, this guy deserves to go in the Hall of Fame. Pure yeah. comedic genius. Running gets, in for the hot tag? Gets up on the apron, bangs on the turnbuckle, holding the tag rope, leaning into Dom for a hot tag, who's in a sleeper hold in the rumble. <laughs> it's pretty crazy that we are building up to, like, the awesome truth beating the Judgment Day for the tag titles at Mania. I love it. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking awesome. Like, how the fuck have they made me so invested in the Miz as a baby face? Oh, uh, yeah. It's because R-Truth's amazing. That's why. Yeah. Uh, so, in next is the Miz, and the Miz is sort of teasing these guys eliminate Dom, but Truth makes the save, and Dom isn't eliminated. In 26, Mr. Senor in the bank, and the other half of the men's tag champs, Damien Priest, who comes in and eliminates Truth. Yeah. In 27th, making his first WWE televised match in 10 years, CM Punk. To the day, too. Wow. Yeah, uh, to the very day from the 2014 men's rumble. Well, uh, the 2014 rumble. Yeah. Uh... So, as Punk gets in, he eliminates Truth. In 28th, Ricochet. Uh, and then Gunther eliminates Miz. In 29th, it's Warwick's boy, Drew McIntyre. <laughs> and Drew comes in and hits a big Claymore to Punk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so straight away targeting one of my boys. It was great. And Punk's injured. Yep. And WrestleMania your plans have changed, and we'll talk about that in a moment. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, uh, if you go back, you watch this, you can see Punk sort of roll to the one of the corners. He's talking to referee Jessica Carr, signalling that he's injured and he's tore his uh, tricep, I believe. Uh, various reports... Uh, uh, vary on the length of the injury from three months to nine months. But either way, he's missing mania. Yeah. Uh, so, yes, uh, Drew comes in, hurts Punk. Unintentionally, I will say that. Uh, Gunther then eliminates Jay Uso, who had been in there since number one. And your final entrant, making a return, allegedly. <laughs> I yeah, right. I didn't realise he was uh, gone, but it is Sami Zayn and gets a pretty good pop from the crowd. Yeah, I just... So we've done two rumbles now, right? Yeah. No legends. Yeah, this is the first year, I believe, with no legends in either rumble. Yeah. Like, well... I mean, there's definitely legends in this, but, like, no unaffiliated, not-on-the-main-roster legends. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we get down to our final few men's entrants here. McIntyre eliminates Ricochet. 
and uh, Sami Zayn eliminates Damian Priest, and then McIntyre eliminates Sami Zayn. So we're down to Drew McIntyre, Sam Punk, Gunther, and Cody Rhodes. And uh, Punk eliminates McIntyre, Cody Rhodes eliminates Gunther. We're down to Punk and Cody, and Punk saying, this is like, he says, I'm paraphrasing here, but saying like, it's my time, I'm not looking out for Dusty, I'm not going to lose to Dusty's kid. And Cody sort of reverses it and eliminates Punk. And Cody is your first back-to-back winner of the Rumble since Stone Cold in 1999, which is like, what, 20? Oh, my God, I'm old. 25 years ago. Yeah, no, it was um, Stone Cold in 97, 98, yeah. Okay, well, even longer. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, wild, wild, and immediately points at Roman, then points at the WrestleMania sign, and Michael Cole goes, Cody's going to finish his story against Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. And we go off the air, and everyone's happy, and how did you feel about this, uh, this pay-per-view event going off the air, knowing Cody's going to finish his story? I was excited. I was very happy. Um, I had a lot of doubts that it would happen, but it happened. And I was, well, going off the air, I was like, fuck, man, we're going to get Punk in the main event at Mania one night, and then we're going to get Cody versus Roman. Oh, everything's going to be awesome. It's going to be a great night for the Fruities Alex guys at WrestleMania. Punk, Punk winning one main event. Cody winning the other main event. Both guys are champs. Fuck yeah. We're on. Wrestling's back, baby. What could go wrong from here? Yeah. Um, I'm just saying if I still have the, the list here of what I was feeling was going to be the, the WrestleMania matches after the Rumble. So I'm just trying to have a quick look here to see if I can find it here but uh yeah punk comes out on raw and nancy sees uh injured which is no good okay i found the list again okay okay so here's what i was i was thinking uh just pure speculation uh going into mania after the rumble Roman Reigns versus Cody Rhodes for the Universal title. Seth Rollins versus Punk for the World title. EO Sky versus Bailey for the Women's title. And Rhea Ripley versus Becky Lynch for the Women's World title. Yeah. Gunther, and this is before I knew the report, Gunther versus Sheamus for the IC title. Logan Paul versus LA Knight for the US title. Uh... Judgment Day versus Awesome Truth for the men's titles. Damage Control versus Dakota Kai and Mystery Partner for the women's tag titles. Uh, Bianca versus Jade. Jimmy versus Jay Uso. Bobby Lashley and the Street Profits versus Karrion Cross and Authors of Pain. And the Guerrero Del Fantasma versus the LWO. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I don't think Legato Del Phantasma versus LWO is going to be on the card. 
It'll be on the SmackDown before. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's what it feels like to me. Um, yeah. Jimmy and Jay's gotta happen. I wouldn't even be shocked if somehow it's Jimmy J solo. But yeah, yeah. But but he but we will get into my theory about what's happening in my optimistic mind with uh, me with me holding out hope for the story. Um so we can say with absolute conviction that the uh women's title match was set up today on SmackDown. Uh do you want to give a brief rundown of how that occurred? Uh, they basically did the Batista evolution thing, like yes. al- almost to a T, where it was like, oh, they're all talking shit about Bailey in the locker room, but oh, lo and behold, Bailey's on the other side of the door. Bailey heard it all. And then um, I did love the segment where they just basically revealed, oh shit, Bailey's actually fluent in Japanese this whole time. <laughs> So Bailey actually has known everything they've been saying against her. I love that. So good. <laughs> yeah, it's very good. And then like, oh, she's had a pipe prepared under the ring and she beats the fuck out of all of them. And Bailey versus EO at WrestleMania, that's fucking great. I love that. Where do you think uh, Dakota will stand on this? I'm hoping it's Bailey and with Dakota and O'Connor against, you know, EO and Oscar and Kari. Um I am hoping. Just hear me out on this. At WrestleMania, Bailey brings back the wacky waving inflatable arm flailing Bailey buddies. <laughs> yes. Returns back to the hugger. Uh, she doesn't have to go full hugger, but she can bring back like parts of it. Bring back the Bailey buddies. Keep the main things of your current incarnation because that's what's gotten over now. Yeah. But but maybe, you know, maybe for shits and gigs, like wear like the colorful shit you used to wear, but still be the current you. Um, you don't need to have the side ponytail anymore. Maybe you could go back to your old music if you wanted. and But, yeah, keep aspects of this current version of you. Just physically, like, yeah, just bring back a bit more colourful gear. Yeah, but mainly just bring back the wacky, waving, inflatable, arm flailing, Bailey buddies. Fair enough. Um, I guess we have to talk about uh, Cody's choice. Should we start at Raw? So Seth made a very um, impassionate speech to Cody about how Cody should go for the title that is Dusty's title, essentially. It's the workman's title. It is the blue-collar title. Uh, It is a Dusty Rhodes-style title. That was a fair argument, but that isn't the story, cunts. Let's be real. The story, literally the entire story is Cody wants to win the title that Dusty never held. Technically, Dusty never held it, but it wasn't just the title Dusty never held. The title Dusty almost held. 
that Madison Square Garden. Yeah. Um, so I don't have the exact verbiage written down, but I felt this promo was dumb because if Cody picks Seth, it derails the whole uh, story to be finished. It validates Seth's claims that the WWE Universal title is for Hollywood part-timers. But if Cody picks Roman, it undoes all the work Seth's done to build the title as the workhorse title for the fans and yeah. instantly makes it look like a world title minus or the B title or your IC US plus. <laughs> this... Also, also, yeah, here's, here's just another extra layer to it. Cody and Seth have had a trilogy already. Yes. And Cody won every single one of those matches. Also, yes. So Cody picking Seth, whilst would be logical because he knows he can beat him, makes Cody look like a fucking chicken shit. Yeah, and Cody's the baby face. God damn. Um, yeah. You, okay, so here's my immediate thoughts after watching Raw. The worst part is WWE didn't need to tease this. We went off the air of the of the Rumble with Cody looking at Roman and pointing to the sign. Fuck off, Seth, and fuck your title. Yeah. Um, SmackDown. At this point, at this point <laughs> yeah. like rumors had already came out that before Punk had signed, there was plans of Gunther versus Seth at Mania a title-for-title title sort of deal, like Warrior and okay. Hogan back in the day. At that point, with Punk out injured, why not just do Seth, Seth and Gunther? Oh, boy, yeah. Yeah. Um, SmackDown. Do we need to talk about SmackDown promo? <laughs> yeah, go on. Roman comes out, basically says his title's the only one that matters, because everyone has gone for that title, he's beaten, including Seth. So they're all just number two, and you're just fighting over who's going to be the best number two. Wow! Way yeah, to really wait. build up this world title. Yeah, I mean, Seth has done a marvellous job making that title feel important. The writers have done a wonderful job this week making it not feel important. Yeah, um, then Cody comes out. I'll let you take over this part. Basically, Cody says that the story isn't just to take the title off Roman, it's to take everything off Roman. And, and I love that. <laughs> I, I do, I do. I do, I love that a lot, and I'm hoping that that somehow leads to Paul Heyman being Cody's manager at some point. <laughs> um, <laughs> And then Cody just having his own bloodline, but fuck it. Cody becomes the tribal chief. <laughs> I mean, he is related to, let's see, Glacier, I guess Diamond Dallas Page. Tugboat, uh, the Shockmaster. Brandy Rhodes, uh, Dustin Rhodes. Pharaoh. <laughs> oh, oh, God. Okay. I've seen a photo going around of Cody arriving today with Pharaoh, 
And then after what's about to happen, somebody reposted the photo saying, it's a good thing Cody had his emotional support dog tonight. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So Cody says that he he had been discussing all week with, he'd been counselling with all sorts of people. And then he says, and one of those people I counselled with knows you very well. I'm going to fight you. I'm going to, what do you say? I'm going to take the title from you, but I'm not going to do it at WrestleMania or something. And the crowd booed this. <laughs> yes. And then out comes the rock. And of course, uh, rock gets a pop because it's rock. Yeah. Oh no. He said, I'm going to beat you Roman, but I'm not going to do it at WrestleMania. So, Here's my theory. The Rock comes out, he gets a gets a pop, a decent pop, but then it's sort of like people start realizing what's happening. They have the big old fucking stare down. It was good. It was a good thing. It looked good. It, yeah, I'll give him that. The visual was great. It's going to bring in mainstream views, blah, blah, blah. But here's the thing. Here's my theory. Yeah, yeah. And this could be just blind optimism. Cody said he was going to beat Roman, but not at WrestleMania. Because Cody thinks he's going to beat The Rock for the title at WrestleMania, because The Rock and Roman are going to have their match at the Chamber. I've seen a lot of people say that. That's a possibility. And and, Go on. And... What I was saying about Solo earlier. Yeah. I mean, of everyone at the Bloodline, he's the one that hasn't had his fucking crowning moment yet, right? Yeah. Let's just say Rock and Roman hypothetically happens at Mania. uh, At Chamber, sorry. At the Chamber. (laughs) Dwayne wrestles in Australia again. Um And Dwayne's about to fucking hit the people's elbow, and then lo and behold, some mysterious figure in a fucking hoodie pops up, and oh my god, it's Solo Sokoa, who would have thought? And Solo costs The Rock the match. What if Solo's crowning moment is beating The Rock at WrestleMania? I like it. I don't see it happening, though. I don't think it's happening at all. This is just me being fucking way too optimistic because, yes, <laughs> they, it looks like we're going to Rock and Roman at Mania because as soon as the show's about to end, it says WrestleMania 40 live press conference next Thursday or whatever. So it like pretty much insinuates that they're going to announce Rock and Roman on at this press conference or whatever it is. Yeah. But I still hold out hope because they never actually said what is going on yet. They never officially announced it yet. And I know I'm setting myself up to be disappointed, but to be fair, what if Cody says, yeah, I want you, Roman. I want you at the chamber. 
And Cody beats Roman at the chamber when Solo takes his hood off and Rock comes down and is the equalizer. And Cody pins Roman at the chamber. And we get Cody versus, say, someone else he has a story to tell with. And he hasn't told the story yet. And you know he's going to. Randy Orton. I, I just don't see it happening. I just don't see it happening either. But, but are we really going to do Cody versus Seth? Yes. Um, care to have are a guess? Are we really going to put that? Are we really going to put that belt on Cody? And close night one of WrestleMania, and Cody's posing there, and take a shot for every time. Commentary said he's finished the story. Yes, yes, that's why. That's where we're going. And I well, hate it. Could we possibly get Roman wrestling on each night? And I've seen people bring that up. I hate it. I've seen people bring up, hey, why don't we do Cody and Seth and Rock and Roman night one and then winner takes all night two? And I'm like, yeah, please, God, no. Please, we God, unified no. these titles two years ago and New Japan did the same thing for the IC and the heavyweight title two years before that. They both sucked. Um, care to have a stab? They've uploaded this full final segment from SmackDown today to YouTube. Care to have a guess the like-to-dislike ratio uh, from seven hours ago? It was over 50%. Um, yeah, there was like... At one point, it was like 25,000 fucking likes and 50,000 dislikes the last time I saw it. Okay. So as of right now live, we're at uh, 50,200 like. 166,500 dislike. <laughs> uh, it's basically a three to one. Yep. Um, I just want to say, Warwick, you might have gotten the last laugh here because Warwick was always a Dwayne guy. Like, I like Dwayne as much as the next fan from the Attitude Era, but he did this to Punk 10 years ago. <laughs> Yeah, another another fruity is Alex guy. And then Punk was saying that quote, oh, I don't have the exact verbiage, to Cody only two weeks ago. You know, you may be saying to the effect of, yeah, but a part-timer is going to come in and swoop up the main event from you. Yeah, I was like someone who hasn't, someone who's a much bigger star than you that hasn't been around in a long time is going to come steal the main event from you. Yeah. And because little... it was in reference because Sam Punk at one point had just been announced as the cover star of the video game and then lo and behold, Dwayne showed up. And look what's happening now. As, as much as I've ripped on Alex for the past year of finishing the story... They need to finish the fucking story. Not Seth's title, Roman's title. Cody needs to fucking win. This and is bullshit. I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure they're like, all right. Well, we can just have 
uh, Seth and Cody, and Cody just doesn't beat Seth, and we can go back to the WWE title after Mania. But guess what? Cody fucking wins two Rumbles and doesn't win the belt at Mania? That makes him look like a fucking dick. (laughs) So... (laughs) How many people have won multiple Rumbles but not won the world title since they introduced that stipulation? Uh, you mean at the following Mania? Since, yeah. Since, since they introduced the stipulation, uh, Sean lost his first one, but then his second one he won. Yeah. Um, what about Stone Cold? Stone Cold? Well, didn't even get a title shot at Mania 13 um, because of some fuckery anyway. um, Yeah. But at (coughs) Mania 14, he won the title. Uh, The other back-to-back guy was Hogan. um, So, but that was before the step was a thing. Orton? And Orton, he... Oh nine, he oh nine, he lost. Uh, twenty seventeen, he won, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Yeah, that was the maggots on the mat match. Was it? Yeah, Bray Wyatt. That was WrestleMania thirty three. Oh yeah, it was too. Okay, um, Batista, two thousand five. Uh, yeah, he won his first one. Okay, uh, John Cena, 2008. Um, 2008 he lost. 2013. Um, yeah, he won that. <sighs> Triple H, 2002. Uh, he won that, and 2016 he lost. But the 2016 one's different because he won the title in that Rumble. Uh, I'm just having a look now. Uh, yeah, Brock won one of his. He won both of his, yeah. Oh, Edge. Edge didn't win one of his titles. Oh, no, Brock lost the second one, didn't he? Uh, Edge. Yeah. Edge didn't win either. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Edge from SmackDown ch- challenged for the World Heavyweight Championship but lost to Jericho in 2010 and 2021 challenged Roman uh, with Danielson and lost. Uh, Just having a look who else here is by Modable. It's already said on Wikipedia that Cody's chosen to face Seth Rollins. I take that with a grain of salt because half these pages you can edit without an account. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Randy won one of his. Sean won one of his. Yeah, that's... That's it. Uh, who hasn't won the title that won a Rumble? Dwayne? Shinsuke? Shinsuke. Uh, Roman? Roman. Uh, off the top of my head. Um, Sexy Lexi? Sexy Lexi? Yeah, shit. Um, Yoko did, but also he didn't. Hogan. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, well, well, he won the title at Mania, but then he lost the title at Mania. Uh, um, that, we that mentioned was, Edge. Yeah, that was such a fucking 
Hogan and Brett moment today on SmackDown when Cody and Rock shook hands. It, uh, you, Cody's never had a good poker face. You could tell he was pissed. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen a bunch of people say that as well. And yeah. Alberto Del Rio from the biggest Royal Rumble lost the World Heavyweight Championship to Edge in 2011. Yep. Uh, of the women, which is a much shorter list, of course, uh, Asuka lost at WrestleMania 34 because Charlotte Flair must win, LOL. Mm-hmm. And then Ronnie lost at WrestleMania 38 to Charlotte Flair because LOL Charlotte wins. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah. No, but it was like, we'd rather fucking Charlotte win that than Ronda, right? <laughs> it's still one of the worst Mania matches because no, neither person wanted to sell. Um, yeah, overall thoughts on the Rumble. The women's Rumble, I felt, was really good. Moved really fast. The surprise of Jordan Grace, debut of Jade, return to Naomi, I felt really helped the women's Rumble. The men's Rumble, I felt kind of um, dragged because uh, the two Usos sort of interacted for the first few spots and then just went their separate ways. And it kind of dragged until Cody got in there. Yeah. And then didn't pick up until Punk got in there at 27. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was not a good Rumble. No legends, as you mentioned. No real surprises. The only... Big surprise was, of course, Andrade returning at four, but he really didn't do anything, and he was gone by 16. Yeah. Uh, Any thoughts you have to add on the Rumble before we wrap up here? I mean, as a show, I thought it was fantastic. Um, Yeah, the surprises were great. Um, The surprises were few and far between, but they were great. yeah, I've never been that high on Andrade, but, you know, he looks like a million bucks. Um, Once he takes off his mask and people recognise him. Very true. <laughs> um, I'm still just at a loss for what's happening at WrestleMania, but we'll see. I, I can't believe a week ago we went off the air with Cody pointing to Roman and pointing to the sign, and a week later, we are sitting here going, yeah, it looks like it's going to be Cody and Seth now. Yeah, it's unreal. Um, I get it, plans change, but fuck me, you're changing plans at the detriment of everything you've been doing for the past year. Like, I get it, Punk's injured, Seth's already battered and bruised, but... You you still had a really good main event that people wanted to see and were actually interested in seeing Cody gaze come up against Roman. And we're probably not going to get that great. Yeah, and now we're probably just going to, at this point, be like, okay, so we're going to get Roman to number three on the fucking title list, right? Um. Hang on. How many... Do you know how many days he's at at the moment, or do I have to check that? It's like 1,200 and something. I'm not sure. 
Give me a second here if I can find the reins. Uh, there we are. 1,252. And then if I go over here, 1,252. So he's about 200 off Hulk Hogan in whatever that is for WWE. One in third for WWE because he surpassed Bruno's second yep. uh, reign. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah, so at this point, it's like, okay, so he's going to knock Hogan off in third. Does Dwayne <laughs> defeat Roman at Mania, much like he defeated Cena, uh, defeated Punk, and we had that pointless title reign? There's no fucking point in Dwayne winning it, right? What, are we going to have fucking Dwayne defend the title at Backlash? In France? Yeah. Le Rock. Yeah. Le Rock. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, it's just not happening. It, the story shouldn't be fucking Rock beating Roman. It should be Roman beating Rock. Mm-hmm. Uh, Roman will be at day 1,315 for WrestleMania Night 2, provided nothing happens between now and then. They'll put him at around 150 days behind Hulk Hogan. Yeah, so at that point, he's definitely going to take. He's going to definitely take third. He's probably not going to take second. So they'd put him near near Bash in Berlin in Germany to get to Hogan's range. Just looking off the top of my head, August 31st. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I don't see him holding this. I thought this was the time to lose it. You know, he doesn't surpass Hogan, but he gets up there. Yeah. I'm surprised that we are still going with this. I thought everyone was just bullshit memeing, and then I went and watched this segment and went and watched SmackDown because I didn't watch live. And I'm Mm -hmm. just like... Oh shit, we are not getting Cody. What the fuck? Uh, yeah, so as much as I've shit stirred Alex for the past year just to niggle him a little, yes, I've wanted Cody to win the Rumble. Yes, I've wanted Cody to actually go and finish his story, as he says, but uh, not to be, I well, don't think. Well, now they've. They're very possibly missed a chance to create the next big babyface star. It's just as simple as that. So. And at this point, it's like, well, fucking Cody should have just fucking won last year. This whole fucking drama would have been avoided if Cody had just won last year. And then we can do fucking Dwayne and Roman in the main event without a title, Cody could have already have ended his first reign or whatever, and we could fucking do whatever we want with Cody at this point. At that point, fucking Cody would be like almost a year as a champ. Fucking have him drop it to Gunther. Have him yeah. drop it to some big fucking nasty heel. Bronson. <laughs> Bronson, yeah, fuck it. Yeah. Like uh, anyone, like all the the uh, the sort of Facebook uh, wrestling groups were in. 
they all seem to be thinking the same. They're all posting like screenshots of all these downvotes to this clip that I've got on screen now. And how long ago was this? An hour ago, it was at 41,000 up and 128 down. So it's grown by like 40,000 downvotes in an hour. Yeah. Yeah. Do they course correct on Monday and have Cody come out and say, I'm challenging Roman for mania Uh, to this backlash? No, they do not course correct because just remember, like, yeah, they're going to be like, oh, yeah, well, the wrestling fans don't like that, but that's not what this main event's catered for. It's catered to the mainstream audience. It sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, is there a worse WrestleMania main event in history? I mean, other than, was it WrestleMania 11? Nah, fucking, um, I don't think this will be the worst. I still think this will be good. It's just not as good as what we could have gotten. Yeah. I still think this will be good. Because this this is a story that needs to be fucking told. Don't get me wrong. It's just not what we need right now. But also, to be perfectly fair to Dwayne, this is a fucking great way for him to be like, yeah, I'm on the board and I'm fucking all hands on deck. Look at me go. And this Uh. is also, like, if you think about it, Dwayne's window of wrestling is getting smaller and smaller. This should have been last year at Hollywood. Fucking should have been, but he couldn't for whatever fucking reason. But <laughs> Then fuck off. We don't need you here anymore. WWE was starting to build up nicely in ring without part-timers. Like, yes, have part-timers for the Rumble. Uh, uh, we're going in circles. I feel like, um, yeah, yeah. Fuck off, Dwayne. I okay. mean, I, I'm still not mad at Dwayne. I'm mad at the fucking creative on this. But I guess technically, because he's on the board, I guess maybe it is his creative. So if that's the case, then yeah, fuck off, Dwayne. But does he have a? We I don't mean... know the details of his spot on the board. Triple H, I want that match against Roman at WrestleMania. Actually, I've got plans for Kate. I said I want that match at WrestleMania. Yes, Dwayne, right away, sir. Can we talk about, um, quickly, just talk about that video that played on SmackDown that Seth was narrating? Yeah. How he's like, oh, do you want to be the Ultimate Warrior or do you want to be the Nature Boy Ric Flair? And then he has the fucking goal to be like, or do you want to do you want to be Psycho Sid, or do you want to be Terry Funk? Well, of course he wants to be Psycho Sid, you fucking idiot. Yeah, <laughs> who wouldn't want to be Sid? I'd kill to be Sid. I mean, Sid, greatest musician of all time, greatest Carlton player of all time. Fucking oath. He yeah, does Julian- it all. Julian Jones putting out a tweet saying that uh, Justin Timberlake is secretly Sid Vicious. Yeah, pisser. 
Um, uh, humans. Uh, all I right. can we catch you when things at Fruity is Alex on all social media. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter at Wrestling Hostile with an AUS. Search us up on Facebook, Wrestling Hostile, and you can find Chris at I'm Chris Funder. Remember to go. Shop was found in the links in the description. You can go back and listen to the Wrestling Hostile Archive for free on SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn. Using the RSS feed found the show notes below for your podcast choice and yes, occasional videos on YouTube. Nothing left to say but good day and we'll speak to you next time. my soul gonna give my spot up to Dwayne oh